Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey, everyone. This is uh, Mike, and uh, we're here again, uh, this time with Louis Argoni. Hey, Dolph fans. And Jim Johnson. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. Is it New Year's already? I'm pretty sure. It's getting close. close. It's getting close. close. Tick tock, tick tock. The calendar tock. doesn't stop, does it? Nope. Yes. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into You're going to make me edit already? <laughs> <laughs> Have some fun. Let's go. All right. So, uh, it, you know, New Year's is coming and uh, right around the corner, actually, and the Dolphins are still in the thick of things. That's kind of fun. Problem is, we got to go up to Buffalo and win a game. Question, Lewis, is do you think the Bills will rest their players? Um, no, they're not resting their players because Pittsburgh is resting Roethlisberger, and they have an opportunity to get that two seed, and I think they truly want that. I think that they'd much prefer, just in case Kansas City gets knocked out of the playoffs, which is always a possibility, uh, to have that championship game in Buffalo rather than, say, going to Pittsburgh. So, I mean, the philosophies by both of these head coaches – I think are a little bit different. I don't see them uh, resting players. Now, if they get, and you know what? Let, let's refer back to the game the other night, okay? They still had Josh Allen and some of these guys, including Beasley, by the way, who did wind up getting hurt and may not play next week in the game with, I don't know what it was at that point. It had to be a 25, 30 point lead. And they still have Josh Allen dropping back to pass and throwing passes all over the field. So uh, they weren't willing to to rest anybody at that point in that game the other night when it was, you know, it was it was clear that they were not they were not going to lose the game. Newton had been pulled, and I assume that Josh Allen after that wasn't. But they ran the score up, and they had their players on the field. And and in turn, they got a guy hurt. So um, with all that being said, if they didn't do it the other night, I don't see them doing it um, this week against the Dolphins. I think they want to win this football game and um, you know secure that second seed. So I think we'll see them. Now, if the game gets out of hand, you may see guys go to the bench a little bit earlier than they did the other night, but um, they're, they're, they're going to play. There's no question in my mind. 
No, I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, at least if it was my call, they would be playing, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't like the idea of sitting players a week before you got to play in the playoffs, you know, because they're, they've won five games in a row by uh, double digits. I want to keep that momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're one of the hottest teams in football and they're just going to keep that train running down the tracks. They're not going to pull anybody out. And, uh, they are working out Kenny stills. He's going through the COVID protocol and, uh, they're going to try and add him to the roster apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that. That's because Beasley and uh, Brown, John Brown's hurt as well. He hasn't played in a few weeks, so I'm sure they're, you know, they're getting an insurance policy there, and uh, there's a possibility that these guys are hurt a little bit more than what they're leading us to believe. So, uh, you know, Stills is a guy that you know people were talking about in regard to us possibly picking up um, when we had injuries a couple of weeks ago. So let's hope that this guy doesn't come back this week and bite us in the ass, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> By that, not that signing would, him. That would well, be I don't know what day it? they started working him out, but he's got to pass five tests in a row. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if they'll have the time to actually do that if, if they started uh, yesterday. Right. right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Uh, one of the listeners asked, how well do you think we match up, Jim? You know, you look at this. You know, Buffalo's a year or two ahead of us in in this rebuild, and they've got more playmakers, uh, especially on offense. You know, we match up pretty well. Uh, Xavier Howard against uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, you know, those two are both, uh, you know, the best wide receiver and, and your best cornerback. So that'll be a, a fantastic matchup to watch. Do you think they put Howard on uh well, Him? They, uh, what I think they might do and what they Remember, have, they put Igbenogany yeah. on them last time, and, and Howard was playing somebody else, I guess. Well, Byron. that was because Byron Jones was out, I believe, right. at the right. time. Exactly. Uh, That's my point. But, yeah, yeah no, I think I think Xavier Howard will be on Diggs, and I think Byron Jones will be on, uh, you know, the next guy down the list. You know, Xavier Howard's your best player on defense, and I think you need to try to take uh, Buffalo's best weapon away, and I think that's the best solution for it is is to see what Xavier uh, Howard can do with it. Um, you know, from there, you know, the rest of the secondary is going to get tested. Buffalo's tight ends haven't contributed a lot. I don't see a big threat there. It's those so all those shifty receivers they got that are going to be tricky. So Byron Jones is going to get tested, and uh, you know the nickel corner is going to get tested. Uh, if you remember the first game, they killed us with crossing routes. Yep, and and that's what I was going to say. Whoever's in the middle, you know those pick type things and those rub routes. You know if people aren't on their A game, and especially on those crossing routes, um, if Allen isn't disrupted a little bit. No matter what happens, even if you have perfect coverage, you know it, it's going to be a successful pass play if the quarterback isn't disrupted, and and it's it's going to be a joint effort, uh, you know, from the defensive line and linebackers applying pressure and the secondary doing its job. But getting back to how things match up, we've got three rookies on our offensive line and possibly four. You know, they've got Ed Oliver and, and they've got Jerry Hughes and they've got, you know, uh, Quentin Jefferson, Mario Addison. They've got some veteran guys and I don't particularly like that matchup because these guys are, you know, they're single gap penetration and and push the pocket, frazzle the quarterback type of linemen. So 
that's been a bit of a weakness for us. So that, to me, is advantage bills right there, uh, especially if Tua is starting uh, they're going to kind of cram the box and they're going to make two a beat, beat them. And, and we just haven't seen that much. So I think that would be their game plan if I was Buffalo. Buffalo's a hot team passing the football. And, you know, Diggs is obviously, you know, having a fantastic year. Allen is, is considered for most valuable player on, uh, you know, offensive side, especially. And, our defense is obviously the number one in, in scoring, def, you know, points allowed defense. So it's a it's a good matchup, but I still think Buffalo has the upper hand, obviously, by their record. But, you know, we have the potential. The first game, it was, uh, I think it was a three-point game, 28-31 or something like that. So we're not completely outgunned here. It's just about uh, execution and how things play out. There's a lot of little single single matchups that are going to be, you know, the one that wins those battles is going to have more success. So, you know, who's going to want it more? And that's the trick right there. Let's go back to their offense against our defense, um, you know, as Jim touched on, in regard to X-Man and uh, Diggs going at it. I mean, that is going to be a battle, no question about it. But I think that the loss of Beasley is going to be major for them. I mean, he is a guy that has almost 1,000 yards himself. He gets targeted quite a bit. I don't think that people realize how good this guy actually is. He's a very underrated receiver, and he's a key component to their offense. Now, with him being out, um, our nickel guy, which will be Needham, I'm sure, uh, he's going to match up against somebody else. And whether it be Stills or whoever they put on the field, it's not the same as going against Beasley. Our two corners can match up against those guys. I think that Jones and X-Man have to have really big games. It's plain and simple. They have to cover uh, Gabriel, uh, who's their who's their other outside receiver. Uh, Gabriel Davis, he's extremely good. He's a good young rookie. But, um, you know, we match up well against them in that aspect of it. Their running game is not that great. You know, they're average. Uh, Singletary and Moss are both good young running backs, but they're not over-the-top good. So what we have to do is is we just have to contain Josh Allen. It's just that simple. And I think that we're going to have to send blitzes. We're going to have to try and mix them up a little bit, and we're going to have to trust in our cornerbacks. I don't think this is a situation, as we saw the other night when New England played them, where you drop eight guys back in the coverage and you expect to cover these guys all day. That's not going to happen. I mean, you can't can't allow him to just sit back there and pick you apart. So they're going to have to confuse him. They're going to have to throw some blitzes at him. And they're going to have to trust in our corners, including our nickel guy, whoever it, whoever it is he goes up against, to play these guys man-to-man and have the safeties roam a little bit. Do you spy him? You have to, Mike. You, you absolutely have to. It's very similar to going against Kyle Murray with Josh Allen. Only this guy has, <laughs> you know. Kyler, Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyle Murray. I mean, he's Kyler. got... <laughs> yeah, he's got, listen, Josh Allen has got everything going right now. It's just that simple. He's elite. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He's playing at an elite level. Right. I mean, 34 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Now, he has been sacked 25 times over the course of the season. So people have gotten to him. So the the question is, how do, how do you defend him? And with our cornerbacks, 
we're one of the few teams that are capable of at least tempting, attempting to play them man-to-man, which frees up other people, which means you can't possibly spy him. Um, you know, their tight end, as Jim mentioned, their running backs, they don't throw to them an awful lot. It's their receiving core that they throw to. And our, you know, our cornerbacks are, are pretty good. So uh, that's, a nice ma- that's a nice matchup there. So, you know, that's the way I would attack them. You know, again, you can't have them just sitting back there and just taking off. You know, you you have to put pressure on them. You're going to have to roll the dice in this game on that side of the football. I think Baker's got to have a big game. Uh, I want to see him blitzing from time to time. Van Ginkle, same thing. Linebackers, same thing. Yeah. Yep. They have to play. Mike, everybody across that defense has got to step up this week. I mean, everybody. It's, it's, It's across the board, the defensive ends. They've got to put pressure on him. You know, they've got to make him move around in the pocket. He's very good at that, but you can't just have him sitting there and throwing the football down the field because Diggs is – these guys are very, very difficult receivers to cover all day long. How many interceptions has he thrown? Who's that, Allen? Yeah. <laughs> he's thrown a total – what did I just say? I nine. just had his numbers. He's thrown nine. nine. He's thrown yeah. nine interceptions, 34 touchdowns. Um, yeah, so that's less than one a game, so – Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, you're not going to for you're not going to force them into a lot of mistakes. That's one. That's about one every two games, Mike. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. But but again, you know, you're you're talking about two elite corners as well, Mike. You just keep that in mind. I mean, he's not going against those type of cornerbacks every single week. And when they played us the first time, as you guys mentioned, we only had one of our guys in, and uh, the drop off was was major. Well, I mean, yeah, you're throwing major. a rookie out there, you know, in his first first start. So, yeah, it was definitely a drop-off. Big time. How short do you think Tua's leash will be? I think it's going to be very short this week simply because of, you know, the ramifications from this football game. I mean, you're, you're you know, you're playing for a playoff spot. And, you know, you're not going to come back on Buffalo with, with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. You can't do it. Um, if we fall behind, you know, by 10 points, say, that's a problem. I mean, this defense is much better than some of the teams we've been going up against. So with all that being said, and I think you mentioned this on Monday, Mike, I don't don't see any reason as to believe that over the course of a week, anything's going to change in regard to Tua's play. Uh, The difference is he's playing against an extremely good defense. And on top of that, you fall behind against this team and they start firing off on you, that's a problem. So with all that being said, I think that Flores is smart enough to understand that they, they cannot fall too far behind and then expect Fitzpatrick to come in and, and win this football game as, he, you know, as, he's, as they've attempted to against lesser defenses. So um, I think it's going to be very short. Well, you know, Tua has thrown 10 touchdowns from a clean pocket with no interceptions. Uh, So when they're not getting to him, he's been pretty effective. So if I'm Buffalo, what am I going to do? I'm going to pressure him. Mm -hmm. So that's what I expect to see out of the Bills. And if that's the case, then, you know, they're going to have to have answers, whether it's throwing the Gaskin or or hitting Gusecki, you know, or or Parker on a slant, assuming Parker plays. You know, they're going to have to have answers for when he is rushed. That should be an intriguing part of the game to see how he handles that because he can't just be taking sacks. 
Right. And, yeah. and yeah. you know, Mike, those numbers, you know, of late for Tua, and I don't know what's going I mean, the Cardinal game was his best game, and that was a month and a half ago. Yep. So, you know, we have to look at what's gone on over the past month. And he's got four touchdowns, two interceptions. His quarterback rating over the last month is just absolutely horrible. And he's well, taken. We've played some much tougher teams the past month. Mm, well, that's that's a matter of uh, <laughs> that's a matter of opinion. I mean, you know, the the defense we went against last week. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are okay. The Pats. I mean, here's the thing. Okay, um, the Pats I, I aren't just, playing that well, but yeah, I just want to look at what's what's taken place of late. Now, I don't know if if teams are playing him differently, which is obvious, I would say, um, you know, they, they understand he's now ha- he now has to adjust to that because defenses have definitely adjusted to what he does best. And in turn, you know, the results are out there for you. You know, over the past four weeks, it, it just hasn't been very good. Well, um, defenses are vicing down on him, which is exactly what you would expect them to do. Right, exactly. I mean, even in the Kansas City game where, you know, people have mentioned, well, he threw for 300 yards. Yeah, but he he threw the ball 50 times in that game and he completed roughly about half of his passes and his quarterback rating was around 31 for that game. So even though he had the yardage there, sometimes the statistics don't tell you the whole story. So, you know, nowhere in those statistics does it say he was a rookie. Right, exactly. But, you know, the point is, is that we're looking at, you know, where where he's been over the last month. And, um, you know, that's where we're at going into this Buffalo game. We know where he's been. He's been struggling. I mean, there's no nice way to say it, but uh, that doesn't mean he's going to struggle this game. You know, we don't know what adjustments they've made, but, you know, logic would tell you he's not going to be a whole lot better than he's been. Uh, Now we'll see. Uh, You know, a lot depends on what work they did this week, you know, how, how have they adjusted to what's happening on the other side of the ball? So that's one of the things we'll get to see, but Buffalo's defense has been playing well. They sure had uh, Cam Newton's number the other night. Yeah. Well, Cam Newton can't throw the football either. So that, uh, that, <laughs> I don't that know helps, what's up that with helps that. The, that helps the defense. <laughs> he, he had that guy wide open, like 10 yards away and it hit it hit the ground at like six yards. I'm like, wow! I could have made that throw. I I, I don't know if there's something wrong with him or he yeah, just. I don't know. It, I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, he's just, horrible. That's what's wrong, Mike. He's he's been <laughs> he's been bad the whole year. <laughs> but and, that that bad? Yes. Look at his numbers. <laughs> uh, you, you'll be if you look at his statistics through this season. Well, I know uh, he's been bad. Wise, but has he been that bad? Oh yeah, he's been bad. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, if he can't complete a ten-yard pass, you know, uh, yeah, or at least throw it in the air that far, you know, it's uh, been ugly. I mean, yeah. I don't know what they paid him. What was it? A million? I don't know I don't what know. they paid I him, but. You know, they they would have probably been better off uh, going with the young kid, maybe, you know, and, and seeing what they had in him, much like, you know, we're doing right now, um, because I don't think they're bringing him back, and he hasn't really helped that team in the least. I mean, he runs the football well. You know, he's he's won a few games that way, but he's lost an awful lot of games because he's not capable of throwing the football. Um, you know, it is what it is. So... Yeah, I mean, this Buffalo defense, guys, is is very similar to ours. I mean, if you look at the numbers, uh, statistically, they're not very good against the run. Uh, no. They're very good against the pass. They're, they're ranked third against the pass in the league. Against the run, 
they're they're 19th overall they're fourth you know but uh, they're putting a lot of pressure on offenses to to keep up with them much like they did in our first game and and to our credit we were able to do that I mean we did move the football on them and um you know, to our credit, our running game has been much better over the last few weeks. Uh, Gaskins is a major plus being back. We have a little bit of depth there. You know, we can turn to him, give him a rest, and turn to uh, Ahmed and and maybe Breida. The problem that I see is that, and Jim already mentioned it, is that they're going to put a lot of guys in the box and force Tua to throw the football. So, I don't know if it's going to come down to how well our offensive line matches up against them. It's a matter of how many bodies they're going to have in that box. And, you know, to the point where, you know, they're forcing us into passing situations and we're not able to run the football because of the numbers. So, you know, that that's a problem. You know, and two is going to have to burn them early a few times to where maybe they, you know, it loosens them up a little bit. If he doesn't, then we're in for a long day. They're going to crowd the, the line of scrimmage, no question, with Tua. Uh, you know, the last few games, he hasn't stretched the field. He hasn't really burned a blitz. He hasn't punished a defense for being too aggressive. So this is what's going to have to happen somehow, some way. And, you know, Chan Gailey's got to well, figure let's be out honest, something. He hasn't been aggressive all year. This isn't something that started two or three weeks ago. He has not been aggressive. He's playing a very conservative style. And, and that's why teams have you know he's he's really looked worse and worse every week because he hasn't been able to overcome that at all uh so the defenses are just going to keep applying that same pressure and you know they're not going to keep the deep safety back they're going to bring everybody up in the box and man cover and and uh, not worry about it and that's why i say they've got to come up with some sort of game plan to to try to to try to hurt that aggressive you know, front seven. And, uh, you know, if you can get a screen or, to work or <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not saying it's overnight, but if you can't come up with something, then you, you got to shift gears. You can't, uh, keep doing the same things over and over again. Cause that's, uh, you know, the definition of insanity. So, yeah, well, had- we've seen coordinators be kind of insane. Haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we have, we have, but th- these guys, I think, get it. I think they know what they're doing. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to get this quarterback up to speed and, uh, you know, you're trying to win football games with your defense, and I really think that's really th- what they're trying to do. You know, they're trying to get the kid comfortable, and they're trying to win with defense. Um, now the question is, can they do that against this team, or are they going to have to be more aggressive? They're going to have to be more aggressive. Mike. That's I what mean, I that, think as well. So I expect yeah. to see a little change in the offensive uh, approach this week. The question is, is too out for that task, and we'll have to see. Well, the, the the other question is 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 it is it the play calling by the coordinators or is it just Tua, you know, not being aggressive enough on his own there? Now, I you know it's it's really hard unless you sit there and watch game film week in and week out. You know, the the coaches film. Well, I think it's a combination of things, Lewis. Right. So, I mean, it it has to be corrected, or else again, you know, we're not going to compete in this football game. So. You know, going back to the question, if it's much of the same, it's going to be a very short leash in leash this week. I, you know, maybe even after the first quarter or so. So he's got he's got to make plays and he's got to earn the right to stay out there longer. It's that simple. I mean, the game, you know, the season's on the line this week. So I mean, this isn't. You know, everybody knows what's at stake here, and right. um, you know, the players all know that on the defensive side as well. So. 
I understand that everybody out there is going to do their best to win this football game. So he's got to play his role, and hopefully he makes enough plays to where it's a competitive game and he stays in the game. If he doesn't do that, then I think you know he's going to be pulled very quickly. Well, I, I don't know how quickly he'll be pulled. I, I don't think that that helps him. You know what I mean? You you want him to face some adversity should it come to that, uh, but. You don't want to stay with him long enough to where you ruin your chances of getting back in the game. So it really depends on what happens on the scoreboard. Yes, it's a but, very, it's a very, very tight, tight, you know, rope. It's a that fine you're line. Be, yep. A fine line that you're going to be towing there. I mean, you know, that's what you have to decide. Okay, at what point do we, you know, do we? Do we fall behind by two touchdowns because the offense just isn't doing the job? I mean, the game's gonna the game's gonna be telling right away. It's that simple. We're gonna see how the defense goes out there and plays. Hopefully, they have a few stops and and you know we're in that game early. I mean, the other night New England did a pretty good job through the first quarter. I don't think Diggs had a catch, and then all of a sudden it just imploded because New England was not capable. Of of sustaining any drives and keeping their offense off the field, right? So, uh, you know, you guys both watched the game the other night, right? The I biggest... did not watch the early part of the game, no, but I did see the last half. Go ahead, Jim. What were you going to say? The biggest problem the Patriots had in that whole game was Allen's jersey never got grass on it. <laughs> right, his, his jersey at the end of the game looked all bright and shiny. And uh, if you let any opposing quarterback leave the game looking like that, you, you're normally on the losing end of the stick. So mm-hmm. you, if you if you can't get to Allen and fluster him and put him on the ground you know, here and there, uh, he's going to pick you apart. Right. But early in the game, Jim, with all that being said, uh, through the first quarter, it was a football game. And yeah. New England was just not able to do anything. They were going three and out. They were not able to convert. And Buffalo, eventually, you keep putting that offense on the field, and you know you're you're in trouble. I mean, they're that good. You can't give them yeah. that many opportunities. Oh, that's that's anytime we've played a, a a team with a good offense all year long. What have we said? You've mm-hmm. got to sustain a drive and keep their offense on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And it's the same deal here. You know, I, I don't care how you go about it, but you're going to have to get enough first downs to to keep your defense's legs in the game. If not, uh, you know, the wheels come off the bus in the you know end of the third and the fourth quarter. So, well, hopefully, you get a defensive score and, and they take care of business on that side of the ball, and you don't have to worry as much about the offense. But we'll I see. know that would be nice. We haven't had a defensive touchdown in here in a little bit. It's, so been, we, it's been a few weeks. Sure. I know, and uh, we haven't had uh, a pick six. I don't think yet. So we need to see one of them. So that'd be no. great. Yeah, I mean, our defense for the most part is healthy, minus Roberts. Uh, so on that's that a big side, loss. It is a big loss in the running game, more yep. so I think, yep. Mike, than the passing game. Well, the, what I saw from Roberts is he's instinctive, yeah. and uh, you know he's not the best linebacker in the world, but he's instinctive and he hits hard, and I like that. Yeah, and we don't really have somebody that that fills that mold unless it's Van Oy. But uh, I think there's a little bit of a difference in play style there. Mm-hmm. But the defense, as I said, for the most part's pretty healthy. And it's it's at a good time of the year here. We're going into that game. We're not short guys. We're not banged up so much as as we are on the opposite side of the football. The offensive side, Grant's gone. Parker is questionable. 
it is what it is. You know, we have some offensive linemen down. I don't know if Kinley's playing this week or not. So there's some question marks on that side of the football. On the defensive side, we're pretty damn healthy. And um, it's, it's a good thing. Well, I mean, going into, the, going into the game, we're healthy. The point of the matter is this, is that if we're going to stay in this football game, the defense is definitely going to be a big part of this. I mean, they're going to have to make plays, and they're going to have to get turnover, turnovers. And they've done it against every damn offense so far, so there's no reason to believe that they won't again this week. I think they're going to make their share of plays. Well, that's that's a big key to the game as far as I'm concerned because the defense has to hang tough. They can't be letting the Bills go up and down the field or we're out of the game. One of the listeners asked, is the AFC East lined up to be the most competitive division in football? The most competitive? Yep. I, we've got the Jets and we've got the Patriots in our division. So I I don't see it as being the most competitive. I mean, Buffalo's a very, very good team and we're – on the verge of being a very good team, but the other two teams have, you know, they're in rebuild mode. So I, I don't know about that. I think there's, um, yeah, I would agree with you. You know, there, there's other divisions that are, I mean, that Seattle division is, is, is rough. You know, the, the green Bay, Minnesota, uh, Chicago division is pretty competitive as well. But you know, our division, there's two decent teams and there's two teams that are basically in rebuild mode. Yeah. That's, that sums it up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, I think Belichick will get them going in the right direction again because I think he's that good. But uh, it's going to take him some time because they need some players. they got to rebuild that defense, and they need a quarterback. It's not going to happen next year. You Receivers. Know? Oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're lacking. Out of the tight ends. I mean, they, they need a lot of players. There's right. no question. So that answers that. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, we, we, we're talking about the Dolphins' health. We probably should mention, you know, obviously Roberts is out. Obviously Grant is out. Parker is struggling with the hamstring. I think he's going to play. And have we heard anything else, guys? Uh, no. Gazeki's been uh, still, you know, a little slowed with the shoulder, but he, he looked pretty good, uh, you know, I last so. week. I thought yeah. he looked real good for a guy yeah. who's pretty banged up. I- yeah, especially <laughs> when... Especially when Magic came in the game, he uh, he he seemed to come to life there for some reason. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we've got second stringers in there at this point. Uh, you know, losing Grant hurts, and of course, Preston Williams is is still unavailable. So other than that, I haven't heard a whole lot as about anything new. So we go- we did bring Isaiah Ford back to the active roster, so he'll be right. uh, he'll be in Buffalo this week. Yeah, there's. There's nothing that I love more than to see a tight end going down the middle of the field and catching a 30, 40-yard pass right in the middle of that defense. I mean, it's it's great. And in stride and just, you know, barreling down to the three, what, three, four-yard. I mean, that's fantastic. That's an exciting play. It really is. I mean, and it, Gusecki, I mean, we were hard on him. I Listen, I've been hard on him. I'm still hard on him. He hasn't broken a tackle in his life. For two years, yeah, but <laughs> his play is, is just been outstanding. His hands are over, phenomenal. He's got yeah. phenomenal hands. And, and, he's, and he's been running really good routes. He's wide open at times. Uh, he's done a good job of late. And yep. uh, he played through that injury. I mean, we all thought he was done. And he's come back and... He had a productive fourth quarter. We can't say a productive game, but he had a productive uh, 10, eight minutes at the end of that game. Uh, oh, you know, like you're you such said, a Fitzpatrick homer. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about Gasicki right I now. I know it. I know it. You just brought up Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Okay. Eight, ten minutes, uh-huh. Yeah, eight, ten minutes. Well, Mike, where was Gasecki the first three, three-plus quarters? He was warming game? up. He had to get a pain injection yeah, for his shoulder. He had two catches for five yards. I mean, you know, that's... Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was yeah. waiting for the quarter zone to kick in. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what he I'm was saying. Waiting, right. Yep, there you go, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I'll tell you what. It's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to this week. Just the fact that we're playing in a game. That, that means uh, something, yes. Well, it means a lot. I mean, it's yeah. our playoff lives right now. I mean, uh-huh. we, you know, we've got to overcome the fact that Pittsburgh's not doing us any favors. And uh, we've got to go out there and do it ourselves now. It's real simple. Winning, you're in. That's all you got to worry about. You don't got to worry about nothing else. Exactly. You win, you're in. Exactly. But, you know, unfortunately, we may have the same record as some of these other teams. We're not getting in. So it is what it is. You know, next year is a new year. But, uh, hey, we want to go up there. We want to win this football game. I mean, we know what's on the line. Everybody knows what's on the line. And let's go out there and just kick some ass. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, wouldn't it be nice if they just do that? Do they go up there and they dominate that team? Wouldn't that be something? That would be awesome. It would be awesome, and um, you, you know, you know Flores probably gets coach of the year if that happens. <laughs> I would, I would hope so. Yes, I mean, listen, if Parker's back this week, it's a big plus, right? Yep. Uh, you've got basically Gasecki playing at a, at a very high level. You got Parker back; he's been resting for a couple weeks. Okay, yep. uh, you've got Gaskins back, who who has looked outstanding over the last couple of weeks. He was great, great last week. Absolutely, and prior to him being back or, you know, being hurt. You had Ahmed and Brita who looked very, very good. So you've got some guys on offense right now that that can uh, create some problems. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at this offense and being and saying, "Oh my God, what? Where is this? Where is it going to come from? What are we going to do?" And guys have stepped up, and they've played extremely well, and they've peaked at a pretty good time. Now Parker, obviously. The injury has slowed him down, but you know what? He comes back fresh, uh, you know, a couple week rest, and maybe he lights it up. But the offense is, you know, if he's out on the field, uh, you got to feel pretty good about him. You know, they've got they've got some guys that have been making plays, and hopefully they're a much they better offense with with Parker on the field. Much oh yeah. Better offense. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that'll open up things even more so. So you've got th- two threats on the field at that point, and then if you want to throw Gaskins in the mix, you have three. Three threats, and then you've yep. got the two, the other two tight ends that come up with plays. I mean, listen when you when you're going against this team, as long as our quarterback plays well, you've got some guys to concern yourself with if everybody's on the field and healthy this Sunday. Well, that's it. That's the question. So, anything else you guys want to add, Jim? You know, last year we had the worst defense in football this year we have you know basically we're first in like four categories in defense that's that's just phenomenal and what vegas say we were going to win five and a half or six games in 2020 and yep. here we are sitting here with 10 wins and we're looking at the playoffs and all we got to do is win a football game and we're in the playoffs we this is this is fantastic and you know the fans are more into it, and and you know football in Miami is it's fun again. It's fun, yeah. So this is this is just fantastic, and uh, 
you know, just enjoy the ride, folks, and, and hopefully we can kick some buffalo butt this coming Sunday. No matter what happens, uh, I don't think anybody can be down on this team. They have made a phenomenal turnaround, and uh, they're not done. Uh, nope. They're not done, and we'll talk about that at a later date. But uh, uh, we have a, another offseason to look forward to. You had to bring the Vegas thing up, Jim, did you? Um, well, early, I had an opportunity to bet on that, and, and I was you, betting and the over. And your wife and, told you not to. Yeah, there was some COVID situations going on when we were over in Vegas prior to the season, but and that had, you know, there, there was just a lot of things going on in the casinos at that point. But um, yeah, Jim, I could have won. A- I would have won a lot of money because I had it right there for the taking, and um, yeah. I was going to bet the over on their win total this year. And uh, yeah. oh well, it is what it is. I, I did talk him out of it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he did. Can't believe you did that, Mike. Well, you know, better safe than sorry, right? <laughs> it's not your money. It's not your money. It's lose. <laughs> well, if he would have been betting for me, then that would have been different. I would have said, go ahead. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's exactly the way it would have went down, huh? <laughs> All right. Are we good? So, yeah, I think we are. We'll look forward to this game, and uh, we'll see everybody else or talk to everybody else uh, Monday. And uh, 2021, Mike. Yeah, 2021. We'll be talking to everybody in 2021, and hopefully we will be happy, happy campers come Monday. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be fired up if we win this football game on Monday, and we have a playoff game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's going to be a good show next week. That was always fun when we had the home playoff games right after New Year's, you know. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Been to yeah, a few of those, those are, Mike. Those are distant, 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 distant memories. But I remember them. Do they you remember fun. them, Jim? <laughs> well, or, I wasn't. Are they da- too distant? I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't down in Florida at the time. But uh, yeah, you know, I remember the playoffs very yeah, they, vividly. They played that Charger game on January second. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh man, so many. I mean, God, what? Just uh, uh, let's hope that we, uh, you know, we get back to that. Yep. Yep, a lot of fun. All right, guys. Fins up, everybody. Fins up. Happy New Year. Fins up. Happy New Year, Dolphins. Same here. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Network.